0: Father, that's why we're here, to just adore you, to just remember the incredible privilege we have to call you Father, to know your name, and and beyond that, to know that you are a God and a Father who desires to be in the most intimate places of our life, that you will not neglect us, but you sent your Son to walk with us and to overcome all the weakness and all the failure and all the shame and all the guilt and to come into this world and to be able to destroy the toxic things in our life. So, Fathers, we're here today. We want to worship you. We want to adore you. And we want to humbly ask, invade this room. Invade our minds. Make them completely and absolutely yours. We ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Would you go ahead and have a seat this morning? we're in the series Toxic, and remember what we're doing. We're uh, looking at anything containing poisonous uh, material capable of causing serious sickness and even death, right? We're trying to look at those things in our life that influence us that uh, can just be poisonous. They can just be toxic to our life. And so you remember uh, last week we looked at uh, toxic relationships and kind of that quandary we're in as uh, followers of Christ that You know, God sends us out there into that world. I mean, that's where we're supposed to do the work, right? That's our business, is to take over that world out there. And yet that world and those relationships can be toxic to us. And so we try to wander our way to find out how do we stand strong and uh, yet do the impact that we need to do uh, in the world. Today we're going to follow up on that and take a key step uh, in understanding how we stand uh, firm. And it's about our thinking, it's about our thoughts. Let's start in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5. And in 1 Thessalonians 5, it gives us a glimpse of the way God designed uh, the way our, our thinking and acting are all supposed to come together, right? So we can see in 1 Corinthians 5, it says, Now may the God of peace make you holy in, in every way, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God will make this happen for he who calls you uh, is faithful. faithful. Now, I underlined uh, that kind kind of process statement there. Notice it says your whole spirit and soul and body, the order that they're in is intentional because in the beginning we were created to be this reflection of God, this triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? This reflection of God and the Spirit of God was to give direction to our soul, that soul, that which is our character, our mind, our thoughts, right? And our character, our mind, and our thoughts issue into our actions. So the Spirit gives directions to our soul and our mind and our thoughts, and that issues into our body, that is, into our actions, right? But then a problem happened. It's called Genesis 3, and uh, it's this experience where this woman, Eve, had an encounter with a uh, red delicious apple well maybe it was a Granny Smith I don't know but nonetheless it was an apple right so if you go to Genesis 3 and you look that up you see how this experience just messed with this whole spirit soul body formula that God designed for us so what happens Eve is there she's living in harmony with God she's reflecting this But then she sees this apple. And the Scripture is really clear in Genesis 3 where it says Eve saw the apple and she desired it and it was pleasing to her eyes and so she took it and she became a taker. What happened? In that instance, things got out of order because Eve, in that instance, looked at the apple and decided in her own mind, soul, in her own thoughts that it was to her advantage to take the apple and do what she wanted for herself instead of doing what God wanted for her. You follow that? She got it out of order. Instead of letting the Spirit of God direct her thinking that would issue into her actions Instead, she let her own thoughts and her own desires take control and that issued into the action of becoming a taker. And from that moment on, a battle began. And when you become a Christ follower, every single day you engage in this battle. Every single day, all day, you engage in a battle. And the battle is simply are my thoughts going to be controlled by the Spirit of God and therefore my actions please Him? Or are my thoughts going to be controlled by my own desires and please myself? You know this battle? Happens every day. Guess what? Tomorrow's Monday. You're going to be in the battle. Oh, heck, it's Sunday. You're in the battle this afternoon. You're going to be in the battle. Paul describes it in Romans 7. He says, I've discovered this principle of life. So this is just the way it is, folks. This principle of life. That when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my... what? There is the battlefield. There is the battlefield. The battlefield happens every single day in our thoughts and in our mind and in our decisions. Will we let the Spirit of God control our thinking? Or will, will we let our own desires and the flesh control our thinking? It is the battle... Over our mind. And why is this a crucial battle? Because of Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4 says, Be careful what you think, because your thoughts do what? Whoa. Big? Heavy? Wow. (laughs) Wow. What you think, what you allow to go through your mind the way you let your mind drift and wander where your mind gives direction this is where your life is gonna go so if you wake up every day and you look in the mirror and you allow your mind to think and say boy that person in the mirror is absolutely worthless where's your life gonna go if you let your mind wander and think and say man that guy or that woman I married I thought they were the one I thought our marriage was supposed to be great but it's just going in the tank and besides there's this other person that really looks nice and you think where's your life gonna go if you look at your life and you say listen the only thing important in my life is that I get as much wealth and power as I can possibly get for myself that's really what life is all about where's your life gonna go? You see, what you think gives direction to where your life goes. If you are a recent graduate, I hope you're listening today. I hope you're listening to this whole series because if you go off to college, you go out into the work world, this is what it is. And what you think is absolutely vital. It is the battleground so what do we do first place we start is we just have to diagnose toxic thinking right we gotta diagnose toxic thinking you gotta look at your thinking right this past week just examine this last week where was your head this last week I mean where was your head what, what were you thinking I mean, we do that all the time with our kids, right? Parents, it's Father's Day. We do that with our kids, right? Our kids do something really stupid, right? They do something that's just like, what? Right? And we come to them and we sit down with them and we talk to them. And eventually, out of our mind comes some phrase like, what were you? You know, you heard that, huh? Right? What were you thinking? What were you thinking? Where was your mind? You see, what we think is vital. Jeremiah says, But as for me, Lord, you know my heart. You see me and you do what? Test my thoughts. What do we have to do? We've got to test our thinking. We've got to test our mind. We've got to test our thoughts. Right now, it is my hope that in those few seconds your mind has begun to do that as fast as your mind is that right away your mind has begun to think about examine test where where is my head where was my head this last week what was my head thinking only negative thoughts all week was i only finding the problems in other people or my spouse or my kids all last week where was your head was, was I looking at the world around me and thinking absolutely how terrible it is and how rotten it is and I can't believe my life is turning out this way? What were you thinking? What were you thinking? You see, you've got to test your thoughts. But what do you test them against? Now, last week when we talked about relationships, we said, wow, be careful to compare because comparing yourself to others is only going to lead to inferiority thoughts, right? And we just don't do that. We don't do that as Christians, right? We just don't get trapped in that comparing ourselves to other things, right? But there is a comparison that we need to be about. And it's comparing our thoughts and our thinking to what the Word of God has to say. And so you can see in Hebrews 4, it says, For the Word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, Cutting between soul and spirit. (laughs) There's those words we just talked about. Soul and spirit. Between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. So you have to examine your thoughts. And examine those thoughts in comparison to what scripture says. You look in the mirror and you say... Man, that person in the mirror is absolutely worthless. I'm not buying it. There's no way you're going to convince my thoughts of that. Why? Because Jesus Christ didn't die for worthless people. Jesus Christ didn't give up his life so that you can look in the mirror and think in your head and give direction to your life so that you live a worthless life. I'm not buying it. The word doesn't say that. I'm not believing that. There is no way I'm going to think that about you. Why would you think it about yourself? Test your thoughts. Man, my marriage is horrible. It's going nowhere. It can never be recovered. I'm not believing it. I'm not buying that. I'm not going to think that. With God, all things are possible. And when he takes two people and he puts them together, he says they become together as one that's what can happen. I'm not buying it. I'm not going to believe it. I'm not going to think it. Man, the only thing important in life is getting as much as I can get, getting as powerful as I can get, getting as much wealth as I can get. Seriously? You're going to believe and think that? When God says, as I have sent Jesus into the world, so I send you. We just did that last week. Your life is about so much more than just getting a bigger house and, and bigger stuff. Your life is about conquering this world and human hearts for the cause and the kingdom and the eternity of Jesus Christ. Don't settle for the stuff. I'm not believing it. You've got to test your thoughts. Are you, is your thinking kingdom thinking or toxic thinking? Philippians, Paul says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Now, while we go through this verse, when you hear these words, test your thoughts. Think about last week. Test your thoughts. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. How'd you do? B minus. D plus. How'd you do? Test your thoughts. We need to diagnose toxic thinking. You look at Ephesians, it says, since you have heard about Jesus and learned the truth that comes from Him... Throw off the old sinful nature and your old former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deceptions. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and wow. You see, if you're looking at this and you're testing and you're saying, man, I am toxic. You you need to get renewed. Done all over again recreated in Christ. So your thoughts and your attitudes are totally different. You need to spit out the poison of toxic thinking in your life. I love those uh, old movies like the, the westerns, right? When, when somebody would get bit by the rattlesnake, right? The poisonous rattlesnake would bite him. And what would the hero do, right? The hero would whip out his knife and he'd cut it open and, and, and he'd put his mouth on there, and he'd suck out the poison, and then what? He'd swallow it and say, mmm, good. No, what'd he do? He'd spit it out, right? Spit it out. He was not going to take in the toxic, right? He was not going to take in the poison. He was going to spit it out. See, if you're testing your thinking this morning, you're testing your thoughts, you're saying, way, way too much poison, way too much toxic thought stuff, thoughts going through my mind. You need to make a decision this morning in the Spirit of God that says, listen, I am not going to think that way anymore. I'm going to spit that thinking out. That's poisonous, toxic stuff. Look what Paul says to the Corinthians. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them instead, what? Teach them to obey Christ. Spit out the poison. Reject it. You look in the mirror and you think in tomorrow morning you're worthless. You need to spit that out. You are a child of God. You are claimed in Jesus Christ. Don't you dare allow your mind to think you're worthless. You think that your marriage or your family can't become something great in Christ. You spit that out. You capture that, make that captive, and make those thoughts obey Christ. Because Christ says you can become a city on a hill and a light to the world. Don't you dare be toxic. Spit it out. Don't swallow it. You look at your life and you think it's only about the stuff. Spit it out. Get rid of it. Because your life is meant to be a kingdom conquering life that brings other people into eternity with Jesus Christ. Don't swallow anything else. Spit it out. We need to examine our lives call out what's poisonous and toxic and spit it out and let the Spirit of God take control the way it was designed. Paul says in Romans, those who are dominated by sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind, (laughs) that leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and death peace. How many choose life in peace? Amen? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? You see, that's what he lays out in front of us. When the Spirit, when we get our life back in order with the way God created us to be, when we get renewed in Christ, when we receive the fullness of what Jesus did for us, We renew our minds and the Spirit takes control. And then the Spirit takes control and issues in kingdom thinking and in kingdom action. Paul says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Good, pleasing, and perfect perfect. I choose that. I choose that. That's kingdom thinking. That's kingdom thinking. If you boil it all down, Paul says in Colossians, here's what you think about. Think about the things of heaven and not the things of the earth. Where's your thinking? Toxic or kingdom? Examine your thoughts. And if it's toxic, Spit it out. Spit it out. Let Christ take control of your thoughts. How do you do that? you got to overwhelm toxic thoughts with God's truth. you got to overwhelm this toxic thinking with God's truth in your life. Look at James. It says, So get rid. Translation, spit out, right? So get rid of of all the filth and the evil in your lives and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts for it has the power to save your souls. This book, this book can change your life because it will change the way you think. I mean we're up here all the time telling you what, get involved in a small group, get in a Bible study, come on guys, get in the Word, engage in the Bible, get other Christians around. Why do you think we do that? So we can go to the next conference with all our pastor colleagues and say, well, we got 28 new groups started this year. (laughs) No. Why do we do that? Because if you get in this Word, the promise it makes is it will change your life because it will change the way you think. It will change the direction your life takes let me prove it prove it to you this happened to a whole nation okay so God's people this is in Joshua 1 when God's people are just getting ready to go in and take the land now remember this follow me forty years earlier they were in exactly the same position the land that God promised to them was right out in front of them the land that God's word says belonged to them Prepared for them. It was right out in front of them. But what happened? Some of the spies came back and said what? Whoa! Yeah, the place is full of milk and honey, but ho, oh, the people are like giants. There's no way we could conquer them. The walls of the city are so big and tall. And thick. There's no way we could knock them down. It is absolutely impossible. The idea, the thought that we could go in and take the land. Are you kidding me? What was going on? Toxic thinking. And what did it cost him? Forty years. Forty years in the wilderness. Now the land's in front of him. One more time. Moses is gone. The great leader who delivered him out of out of Egypt. He's gone. And God comes to Joshua and says, What? Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. How important is it that we let the Word of God overwhelm our toxic thoughts? I don't want to wander in the wilderness, I don't know about you. And they went in and they engaged in the battles and they took the land. The psalmist describes it this way, he says, but they delight, meaning God's people, they delight in the law of the Lord meditating on it day and night. They're like trees planted along river banks bearing fruit in each season and their leaves they never wither and they prosper in all that they do. Now I want to be cautious. This is not a possibility thinking message, okay? This is a not just like, you know, if you just think positive thoughts things are gonna go your way or this isn't a name it and claim it message that you know, if you just think positive thoughts and you claim it, you know, it's gonna go your way. No. This is a message that says, listen, you're in a battle every day. But Christ has won the battle. He's won the battle. And if you just give over your thoughts and you relinquish yourself and surrender to the Word of God every day, meditating on it day and night, it is going to change the direction of your thinking and that will change your life. It will change your life. A few years ago, we used to get hooked up on the phrase WWJD, right? What would Jesus do? Here's what you've got to know. Before WWJD, was W-W-J-T. What would Jesus think? Because thinking leads to action. It's in the text. In your lives you must think, and then what? And like Christ Jesus. It's when we put on the mind of Christ. When he spit out the toxic thinking. And we put on the mind of Christ that our lives take on a whole new direction. So when we put on the mind of Christ and we let the Word of God just surround us and embed in us so it's all we can think that we can let go of all the toxic stuff and our lives take on a whole new direction. Paul says, I've discovered this principle in life. We read this earlier, right? His struggle, the battle. The battle. When I want to do what's right, I, I, I do what's wrong. I love God's law with all my heart. I really do, but there's another power within me that's at war with my mind. That's the battle. This power makes me a slave to sin that is still within me. Then look what he says. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me? Who will free me from this life that is dominated by toxic, sinful, sinful thinking, by toxic thoughts sin, and death. His answer? Thank God! Exclamation point. Thank God! The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you. It is an awesome truth that Jesus thought of us more than he thought of himself. He thought of pleasing the Father more than he thought of his own desires. He thought of the renewing of our minds and our hearts and our lives more than he thought of his own future. He thought of us and he makes this moment possible when we can once again just surrender ourselves absolutely and completely to the mind of Christ. Let the Spirit of God overwhelm us. Let it take control of us. Infuse us with the word of truth that we never doubt and that we take hold of that word that says we are worth the cross of Christ, that our relationships and our families and our marriages are are all more important. They're worth dying for and that our lives are about the kingdom of heaven and about, not about the stuff of this world that rusts and turns to dust. Father, set our thinking into a higher place so that our thoughts are the thoughts of heaven, the mind of Christ. We pray in His precious name. Amen.